This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. There is no destination in life, only journeys of the soul. As your soul grows, every experience molds you and teaches you important lessons. Every experience prepares you for the journey to come. Your pain can be your purpose. You will meet Tracy and her story of how a red couch led her to mediumship and turned her pain into purpose. Her pain, trauma, and unhealed trauma came from childhood abuse the untimely death of her father and decades of unhealed trauma. Her father's spirit guided her to become a medium and to live a purposeful and happy life. Through countless dreams, premonitions, synchronicities, and undeniable experiences during her healing journey, Tracy's journey is a compelling story of triumph and a statement to us all that it is never too late to heal and find joy. Valeria interviews Tracy Escobar, the author of You Can Be a Medium, How a Red Couch Led Me to Mediumship and Turned My Pain into Purpose. Tracy Escobar is an advanced certified psychic medium with Lisa Williams International School of Spiritual Development. She has completed several rigorous programs with third-party testing as to the accuracy of her connections. She has attended the world-renowned Arthur Finley College in England several times to develop her gifts and privately mentored with Colby Rebel. Tracy works with clients internationally from her home base in Dallas, Texas. Tracy does private sessions, group events, and helps others develop their own spiritual gifts. Tracy is the author and creator of Messages from Above, a spirit-guided oracle deck that helps you connect to your loved ones in spirit as well as her new book, You Can Be a Medium, How a Red Couch Led Me to Mediumship and Turned My Pain into Purpose. Tracy has been featured in Voyage Dallas and is a host of the popular podcast, Metaphysical Happy Hour. Meet Tracy at theredcouchmedium.com. Here's the interview with Tracy Escobar. In your own words, who is Tracy Escobar? Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah. Tracy Escobar, who took me a long time to figure out who she is. Isn't that crazy? You know, she's had many, many chapters and many, many stories in her life. But at this crossroads in life, Tracy Escobar is a professional psychic medium in the Dallas, Texas area. And yeah, just living life one day at a time now, trying to be as present as possible now And every day trying to learn more and more and more about why we're here and what our purpose is. So that's kind of in a nutshell what I am now. Something came to me, a question came to me from what you just said about presence, being present. 
We all have different ideas, it seems to me, of what that means. So for you, what is to be present? How do we learn to be present? I mean, how would you describe what that is? Yeah, I think in this day and age, it's a lesson that we all should probably be learning just because we're in such a fast-paced environment. And I think COVID may have helped some of us, right, to slow down just a little bit. And I think for me, that was particularly true. Um, even training to be a psychic medium and taking the classes, I was still very in a trauma space, trying to stay busy, 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 busy. And then COVID made us all really, really slow down. And so I got to learn what being present was really all about. And when I say being present, I don't worry about tomorrow. I don't worry about yesterday. I kind of worry about what's happening in my world today because I've learned, you know, tomorrow's really never promised. So why are we having so much anxiety and panicking over, you know, what tomorrow holds? And so I'm, I'm really all about being present. And I also think when we practice presence, we practice an awareness and that you know, just to be aware on a daily basis of your surroundings, being aware of you, being aware of your body, just being in a constant state of awareness is also very enlightening as well. And doing what I do, I talk to spirit, right? And I talk to the spirit world. And I think being at a place of presence and awareness is key for what I do. So I'm constantly, constantly just being present today. What could I do better today? What could I have done better today? how can I be a better person today? So that's for me is what being present is and being in a state of awareness is. Mm, I love yeah. that, Tracy. Yes, yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful reminder again for all of us to be more playful, light, and yes. to relax more. Share your energy. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting that you mentioned trauma and staying busy in the, yes. the relationship between those two. I didn't think it that way. It just, yes. you, you paused me for a moment. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. And I didn't either until it happened. And so I'll just do a quick story. Before COVID happened in what, I guess it hit really bad, March, April of 2020. I was flying in between two parts of the country. I was working in one part, coming back to see kids and grandkids in another part. Like every two weeks, flying back and forth, staying super busy. I am full-time career almost full-time mediumship career too. So I was doing both, right? Writing my book. I just found myself in this state of constantly busy. And then when COVID happened, I was forced to slow down and stop. And I became really suicidal. And that's where I learned that being constantly busy and having this need to be constantly doing something is a definitely, it's a trauma response. And when our body is forced to slow down and our mind is forced to slow down, that trauma can reappear. And that's exactly what happened to me. So it was a good reminder for me, like, okay, Tracy, you have to slow down. You're in your trauma. You don't want to feel. And so COVID pushed me to feel, right? And it, it all came out. And so it was a really good lesson for me. And I think it's a good lesson for anybody out there just to start recognizing what those trauma responses are. So it is trying to escape our own feelings, right? Exactly. Okay. Trying to stay busy so we don't feel. We do it through eating, right? Through shopping, through addiction, Oh my God, Tracy. You don't it, want to feel. It, that's amazing because like in my case, I'm always doing healing work and in contact with um, everything healing. Uh-huh. But I do see that too. And I, and I often ask the question, like, what is this thing busy all about? Sometimes I get the answer of that sense of purpose. Sure. That it's really, it feels good and it's enjoyable to like be here now, although I was late, I'm always late. Um, it feels really great <laughs> to do this. What is the balance? How do we actually know the difference between staying busy or being busy with purpose and intention and being busy trying to hide from our own feelings? 
Yeah, that's a really good point. I think if you're being busy all the time, that's a, a true trigger or a true sign that you are in, in a trauma response form, right? So balance has been really keys. You know, I've, I've heard the term balance all this week. And so yeah, yeah. It, I really have and everything I've been uh-huh. doing is balance, balance, balance. I've been doing readings and balance comes up. So I think balance is important for all of us, right? And so I ride the wave of inspiration because I believe in our business, we get inspired, right? And that's where you can be active with purpose. So when I'm inspired, man, I will go weeks at a time being inspired, getting courses done, writing and writing, writing. But I know when that is finished, I'm not looking for the next project. I know that there's a downtime and I I need to honor that. So I honor when I'm tired. I honor when I don't feel well. I'm, I'm really good about taking vacations and disconnecting. And so I take about four or five vacations a year and I just go and I disconnect. So that's my way of self-care and making sure that I'm staying on balance. Because when you're an entrepreneur, like we are, when we have our own businesses, it can really, when you're not working, you think you're not being productive and you think you're not bringing income in, right? Right. So it's just really important to stay balanced, look at the days and see, you know, where you can maybe just take a break and maybe go for a walk and maybe insert those kinds of things into your day, because even that can be inspirational while you're doing some self reflecting and some self healing, you can still be productive and still care about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Because listening, pausing, it's also the opportunity to reset. Yes. To take inspired actions later. I absolutely agree. That's a beautiful answer here. Thank you for You're answering welcome. that question. <laughs> I think I never <laughs> asked that question before. Really? Yeah. I never heard it that way too. Although, I, of course, we all know the need for balance and yes. pausing, but we often forget about that. We forget it. Yeah. Another question that's an open question, of course. You mentioned early spirit and I know that's what you do. I also use the word a lot, but I also hear soul. So what is soul and what is spirit? Are they one and the same? They are one and the same. Oh, okay. So, and different at the same time. And I'm going to be the first to admit none of us really know until we go. So I'm going to preface that. There's a lot of our beliefs, right? And there's a lot. And so I'll just tell you what I was taught. I did a lot of study in England where the spiritualist church is and... um a lot of spiritualism is in England and the the way that they explained it to me, because I mean, being new to this, I wanted to know too. And because we're human, I'll just put it this way. We're very linear and we want it to fit in a box. And so, yeah, right. We wanted to know it's got, and we think of it as one in the same, right. We think of it as one in the same. And the way they explained to me is when you pass away, you're no longer human. You're no longer confined by this one body, Right. So I think spirit and soul kind of can be one and the same. I think our soul is a thing learning lessons. It's who we are to the core of our being, but the spirit is the essence of who we are at this lifetime. So I don't know if that makes any sense and I probably confused everybody. So if I was to die and let's say I came through to a medium for my family, that's my spirit coming through. That's the essence of who I was during this lifetime and I'm coming through Now, a piece of me may already, or that may just be a piece of my soul hanging around, but the other piece of my soul may be reincarnated already. So it's like we can be multifaceted. If you think of energy, you know how it just spreads? Think of the soul that way. We're not in some singular compartment, right? We can actually be multiple things at one time. So I believe our spirit is the essence of who we are this lifetime, and our soul is the higher being that continues to learn lessons and be reincarnated. 
Now, that's my take, but I don't know until I go, right? I, I really don't know. And everybody has a different belief and that's okay. We're all trying to make it fit and we're all trying to remember what it what what, the, what it's really like and us as humans we want an answer because we just can't go on blind faith sometimes so it's a great question and a lot of people ask it in the beginning while they're trying to learn before they just surrender and just believe and have faith wow that's uh, an interesting i mean just to actually do what you do yeah go deeper into it it's it's amazing to me it's beautiful and precious to Thank get you. to to be open to what this is that we call life and explore all these facets and uh, realms. Incredible. I even talk about, a lot of times I'm amazed by the depth of some conversations I have. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible too, to just kind of try to express what this is with words. That's such an, an art, isn't it, Tracy? Yes, and you cannot be the same person. I'm just going to say this to people. You can't. You are not the same person once you hit a... Mm. a spiritual awakening and a spiritual journey. Yes. Things are just different, right? Yes. yes. We see things from a totally new perspective. I was just telling somebody after going through my spiritual, and I'm at the point now where even material things don't mean anything to me anymore, right? You'll go through a phase where even eating certain foods aren't even appetizing anymore. It's just, it's amazing what changes go through you and just changes spiritually, emotionally, physically, everything kind of just changes. So be, be ready. <laughs> be <laughs> yeah, ready. <laughs> it's such an, wow, I can't wait to ask the question, how <laughs> you got to these understandings about yourself in life. Yeah, it's um, a good story. I know, um, it's your book. <laughs> so yeah. let me mention, so you wrote the book, You Can Be a Medium, How a Red Couch Led Me to Mediumship and Turned My Pain into purpose. Okay, so this is the title of the book, and I yes. have lots of questions. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, so let me ask you a, a few other questions about yes. the soul, the spirit, and this dance of being here in the human body. What is the goal after we learn all these lessons? Do we still come back without any karma, per se, or lessons to learn just to help others? Or this is something that yeah. we never know. Like, as you said, we never know until we go. Yeah. In my belief, and I'm taking pieces of different spirituality. I think this is Hindu. I, someone taught me this. Like there's some seven that layers to heaven or something like that. And that really resonated with me from a soul perspective. I believe that we are a soul first, not human first, right? So we're a soul. And we come to this earth and we get to choose what lessons we learn. And that's why like numerology and astrology play such a key role because those are very scientific belief systems and very scientifically drawn out. So when you pick your birthday, you know, if I'm born on this date with this name, these are the lessons that I'm going to learn. This is the life that I'm going to have. So I believe you're a soul first and foremost, right? And then we come to this earth and to learn there's certain lessons, all in the hopes that our soul continues to grow. Because as a soul, we have we don't have the same kinds of emotions that we would do if we came into human form. We don't have the anger, the fear, the resentment, all the negativity that kind of comes with being human. And so I believe we come here to learn to get through those. I believe 100% the ultimate goal is reaching 100% unconditional love, mm. right? And I know yeah. I'm not there yet, right? Yeah. I still have feelings around people. I still couldn't give up hundred percent materialistic things, right? So if you think of monks and things like that, I feel like they're higher spiritually in their soul level. 
because they've been able to shed all that. So when you can come to earth, be 100% unconditional love, I think then your journey's over here. And then you become like a master or you become like a guide or there's more work to do on the other side. I guess that's like, that's my belief and what I choose to think really happens. Again, I don't know until we go, but that's my theory. Is that the idea of enlightenment and awakening that you have, Tracy? Yeah, I think so. I think awakening is discovering that there's more to this earth than we thought there was, right? You have an awakening to bigger right? And enlightenment, I guess the same, that you believe that there's more, you believe there's this higher power, you've been enlightened to see things through bigger perspectives, right? So when you're human and you haven't been awakened and enlightened, you're very singular. You kind of think about yourself and the people around you, right? And I think becoming enlightened, I think you think more on a global perspective or on a humanitarian perspective or on the planet's perspective and how we're supposed to be learning as a whole, right? So in my family, if someone gets murdered, for me, it's very personal. It's from my perspective, right? But as the soul's perspective on the person that did the murdering, I have some compassion. I have some, wow, what what could have happened to them to brought them to this place in their life where they could have committed such an act, right? And then I go further, wow. Like how far back does that person's trauma go? And does it go back generational, right? Or, wow, the person in the circle whose person was murdered, what lessons is this going to bring everybody in the long run? So it just goes bigger for me. And I think that's all about enlightenment as well. We get out of our own little circle and we see things from this huge perspective. And now we understand why it all plays out the way it does. Wow, I love that answer. Is it? Yeah, it's a powerful one. It's powerful. To hear and empowering and everything else in between. Yes. Yes, this bigger, large view of what this is. Like I have heard from, I think it is Hinduism, they usually say the view from the top of the mountain. Like, what is it? Once you see that, then you're transformed. Life is not the same. It's beautiful because we are free to feel whatever it is, to go through whatever we see, we perceive here, which is incredible to me. It is. And you're right about attachment, even going through this, being a mother. Yeah. I don't know if you're a mom. but I'm, I'm not. I'm not, okay. Tracy. So I'll give you that little perspective too, being a mom and going through this spiritual waking and alignment and not no longer being attached to your children's decisions. So as a mom, that's really hard to let go of your kids and you know they're making wrong choices and you just want to control them or not control them, but protect them, right? And I learned during my baby boy when he was growing up in his last years um, of high school and into his early adulthood, wow, he is on his own soul's journey and there's nothing that I can do to change his outcome. This is all on him. And I learned, I birthed him and I tried to guide them and but really this is they're a soul having a human experience and they are having a journey and i just have to sit back and watch the journey play out right that's not attachment and when you can get to that place with your own children i think that's huge too so is it possible to actually awaken in the middle of the soul's journey and now we know that we are free so we don't need to go through all the even well we might actually watch ourselves playing out that role to the end uh-huh. of this, but we know that we are free already. Is that yes. something that you have contemplated to come across? What if that was part of the soul's journey? Basically, you're saying that that we awaken only if that was part of the plan in the first place. 
So why did it happen for me at 45, 46? Why does it happen for somebody at 75? Right? Because we still had lessons to learn. And I'm not saying that because I'm awakened, I'm not still learning. But I see it differently and I learn faster. Uh, (laughs) So now I know how to catch a pat. I catch a pattern quicker, right? Now I know, okay, this is the goal. So I can catch it quicker. I can catch the pattern quicker. I can love myself better. I can love myself more. And so what happens, I think, even after awakening, the universe is still going to show us these lessons to make sure we learned it this time, right? So the pattern doesn't keep repeating itself. So although I've learned to love myself through relationships, spirit gave me this amazing relationship and it came into my life. But if by some reason spirit wanted to show me red flags or show me something, did I learn the lesson from the last one? And am I able to love myself enough this time to make decisions quicker than I did the last time? Right. So I still think we're being tested all the time just to make sure we grew and just to make sure we're growing because I don't think it just stops. Right. We just get to the next level. Like I said, I'm enlightened, I'm awakened, but I still like to drive a nice car, right? Yeah, yeah that's There's that's still fun. things I'm working through. There's still things I'm yes. working through. <laughs> yeah, that's funny to hear. Yeah. But, right, right, I see. So this human experience continues and there is still the possibility yes. for everything. I still get triggered. Right. As much as I thought I healed, things will still trigger me and I got to go back and look, okay, what part did I not heal all the way? And I have got to go back and reflect that. But now I have an awareness of knowing what a trigger is. I have an awareness of being educated and I know it has something to do with childhood, right? Or before I didn't. So I think that's enlightenment. Well, I know where it comes from now. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. using using the conditioned mind to heal itself or to understand itself. Yeah. Uh, so this is a good time to talk about how all this began. Yes. <laughs> so the book you wrote again is You Can Be a Medium, How a Red Couch Led Me to Mediumship and Turned My Pain into Purpose. I love that ending. Thank you. The, ending Thank that. You. the reason I wrote the book is because when I was going through my awakening, I felt... And I'll even go back further. I was 19 and my father passed away unexpectedly. And so that was my first um, experience kind of with death and the need to want to know if there was more and there has to be more. How could someone I love just die and that'd be it, right? So when I was 19, I got the sense of there has to be more. Um, so at that point, I began to be very cognizant of mediums on TV and stuff. Oh my God, how I wish I could do that. I wish I could do that. Right. And I was married at the time to someone who was raised very Catholic and his whole family thought it was the work of the devil. Don't you dare have any tarot cards in your house. So anytime I'd bring something home, it got thrown away. So I was really stifled through my first 20 plus years um, after marriage. And then I started having kids and everything. So fast forward, I got divorced. My kids all went to college and here I am trying to figure out who I am. Right. And I woke up one day just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I spent the last 20 years running, numbing and hiding from all my pain and trauma. I numbed, right? I had some severe back issues and I got addicted to the medication. So I was just spinning my wheels. I was working, I was finding validation at work and not at home. And I really, I woke up one day and I had an, this affirmation come to me and, 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 it, and I literally felt like God was telling me, you are meant to be better than you are today. And I, and I remember saying, wow, what a powerful statement. And I went and wrote it on my bathroom mirror and I wrote it. You are meant to be more than you are today. And it really stuck with me. And so from that point, um, I think I'd gone to see a medium 
just to get a reading um, with my daughter at one point. And they said, no, you guys could do this work. I found a metaphysical store. Like so many things happened where I just felt it was such spirit driven and such spirit led. I started noticing a whole bunch of red, you know, the red cardinal, of course, started to remind me of my dad, the science from heaven, right? And at, before then, I had never had an awareness. So I never thought my dad was trying to connect with me or anything until this period of my life where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I felt that was his cue. He's like, okay, she's ready. I'm going to swoop on in. So I had um, started meditating. I started journaling. I just really started becoming self-aware and self-intuned and really trying to get to the depths of what was wrong with me. And um, of course, red was starting to poke out everywhere. And I tell everybody this story and how I became the red couch medium. Um, I was out hiking one day during while all this stuff was happening. And at that point, meditation, I was doing meditations every single day. And so we were out, me and a friend were out hiking. And I remember getting a vision in, in my mind's eye of a red couch being out here in the middle of the, the woods. It's like a wooded area. And it literally stopped in my tracks. And I told my friend, I was like, I just had a vision of a random red couch, you know, out here. And I go, that's so random. I don't know why red is being so prolific for me. It's just standing out so much. And so nothing happened that day. But I'm telling you, a week later, my dryer broke. And so I was forced to go to a laundromat. And I had that experience was just so profound. I just didn't forget it. And everything was drying in the dryer. My friend said, let's take a walk. And right behind the laundromat is a lake. And so he said, let's just kind of go walk the lake. And the minute we turned the corner was an abandoned red couch right next to the lake. And I remember looking at my friend and saying, okay, that's my dad. I'm on the right track. I'm on the right track. This is the work I'm meant to be doing. He's telling me that this is what I'm supposed to do. And so that's why he named my business, the red couch medium. Because literally I kept getting all this red, 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 and when I was writing my book, it finally all came full circle because I hadn't remembered this one little piece until I was writing. Um, at my dad's funeral, you know, we're all getting ready. And of course, we're all wearing black and we show up to the funeral. Everyone's in black and I'm the only one. And for some reason, I chose a red dress at the age of 19. And so I think it all just came to full circle. So now it's the red couch. Everything I do is red. And, and I became the red couch medium. And so that's kind of what started it. And that's what led me, how the red couch said, okay, this is your purpose. This is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be helping other people heal through mediumship. And that's what I did. Yeah, I wow. started my journey. Uh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, twice. Yes, <laughs> so that's led. my confirmation too. Um, the spiritual world, that's how I know too. That's uh, amazing. So the question I have is, can everyone tap in those spiritual gifts of becoming a medium or a psychic yes. or this is a special thing? <laughs> That's why I wrote the book. I wanted everybody to know that we're not special, right? It's a gift, yes, but everybody has this gift innately. It's a gift because I get to actually do the work, right? And I've gotten to a point where I can actually do the work for a living. So that part is the gift, but everybody has a unique ability. We're all kind of born with it. Some people are born more, um, with it enhanced already. So that's why you have children who have some experiences very young. For me personally, I feel like it was brought on through trauma and through my life. And it was a, literally a decision I made, right? So I go to a medium and they said, anybody can do this. And at that minute, that day, I said, oh, that's, this is what I'm going to do. Because I just felt this calling just because my, my father and just 
the signs I was getting. And so, yeah, I believe it can be. And I believe if you wanted to, not everybody's meant to do it, right? Not, like everybody could be a mechanic if you really wanted to, right, but not everybody right. really wants to, <laughs> yes. you know? So if you really want to do the work and you really want to have a passion for it and you really want to help people and you're dedicated, determined, disciplined, doing all that, then yes, absolutely. I think anybody can do this work. Absolutely. Yeah, that's very encouraging mm -hmm. because I see that so many people are interested actually in knowing more about intuition and mediumship, but they, yeah. they believe somehow that they're not able to do it. This is just something that only professionals do. Exactly. And I'll tell you, when I was first starting, I was going to every medium, every psychic trying to tell, <laughs> I needed someone to validate it for me. Tell me this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. What yeah. people don't realize, this is our journey and we create mm, our path, right. right? Go create it. Yeah, we have the answers all here. We have the answers, right? For sure, Tracy. That's one of the things that I, I mean, took me years to trust. It's a trust <laughs> thing, isn't it? It is. So yeah, the word that comes to me over and over in the practice is trust. Trust mm -hmm. the intuition, that voice. When it comes to trust, is that a lifelong practice? So there is a point where we fully trust the spiritual world. Then. <laughs> yes, that's so fun. And it's different for everybody, I think. But I tell people, if you're going to go on a spiritual journey, you're going on a self-development journey for sure, right? It goes hand in hand. You've got to go heal it. Because I was the biggest person I didn't trust and I had zero confidence. And those were the two biggest hurdles that I had to overcome, Right. And I really had to put my ego aside and I had to say, look, if you're going to work with spirit, you've got to trust them that anything that they say is the truth. You may just be misinterpreting it. And if you're not saying it because you're afraid to be wrong, then that's your ego. So then I had to go back and really work on the ego and said, okay, you've got, now don't be afraid if you're wrong. It's okay if you're wrong. This isn't a exact science. We're literally using our brain and trying to interpret things, right? And so... I had to sit with myself and I had to get more confident and I had to work on loving me and doing all those things. And so, you know, and I get tested all the time. I'm finally getting to a place of confidence after about a thousand plus readings, but it took that many to finally believe in myself. And now I don't get as nervous anymore. I mean, in the beginning, I was probably meditating an hour before every single reading, you know, now I can just jump on a call and do a reading. So if people are in that space where they're scared, they don't know, I can just tell you, if you keep it up and you don't give up, you'll finally get to a place where I'm at. You just got to practice every day, practice, practice, practice. Eventually, the confidence comes and the trust comes. So talk to me about the services that you offer. So I have here uh, private readings, group reading, uh, mediumship events, and mentorship. Yeah. Do you offer them online and offline, Tracy, only online? Yeah. So before, before COVID, everything was so in person. I think COVID did a great yeah. <laughs> service for our industry because everybody realized, oh my gosh, we can do this all online. And I think it. we all knew we could do it online, but it, customers didn't think we could do it online, yeah. right? I still have right. customers who want to see me in person. Right. I'm like, we could do this online. It'd be so much easier, but they're very, no, in person. Um, so um, I do it online. I do in person in the Dallas, Texas area and the Charlotte, North Carolina area, I'll do in person. I do Zoom readings. I'll do group parties. Um, and then I do offer a mentorship. I just released um, classes and courses that you can do at your own pace or every year I'll do like three sessions of three months of mentorships where I'll take you on for three months. We'll do 
classes that way as well. And so, and then I do like gallery readings in between, right. To help boost my confidence as well. Cause getting up in front of 85 people can be very ah, nerve wracking. So I'm still trying to learn the demonstration and to the gallery events and I'm still working on that. But yeah, those are all the things that I do, but you can reach me at any time online. That's probably the easiest way. I love how genuine you are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's very beautiful. And then um, because you mentioned the ego before, yes. is that what the ego is? It's just trying to um, hide behind something else, like look courageous when we are not. Girl. Right? Yes. Play a role all the time. Yes, play a role. And fear comes from your ego, right? All those emotions. Like if it's not pure love, it's probably coming for ego. Jealousy comes from your ego, right? If you think about it. So just going and getting your ego in check and like a lot of people in the spiritual community, I find this will blame their guides for a lot of things. I think that's ego, Um, right? (laughs) um, My guides told me he was the one. No, that's ego telling you he's the one, right? Um, (laughs) So there's a lot of ego in this community too. And I just like, go check the ego. Is it pure? Is it about pure love? Is it about doing the right thing for the person you're sitting for, right? So if I don't want to do a mediumship connection, I'm trying to give like an example. If I don't, if I don't want to do a mediumship connection and I want to blame it's spirit, that's ego because it's not spirit. It's me. It's me putting up blocks. It's me not wanting to be um, right. Or it's me not wanting to be not right, right? I'm wanting to be right. So that's all ego. If I just surrendered and trust what they gave me and just say it, then I'm then I'm truly being a conduit to spirit. I'm truly being a clear channel for spirit, right? Wow. Yes. It goes back to trust, right, Tracy? Trust, trust, trust. I know. I and when know. you're not, go check yourself, right? If you're not trusting, go ask yourself why. That's a beautiful suggestion. Always ask questions. Ask why. That's another powerful practice in itself. Just it always is. question where we are coming from, our intentions and what's driving, guiding us to do Everything. what we say, right? Everything. What we do. And in, in fact, even when you're triggered, that's what I do every single night. And I tell my clients to start doing this practice every night. When you're going to bed and you're saying your little list of whatever you got to get done the next day, do a recap of your day. What could you have done better? What could you have said better? What could you, how could you have trusted better, Right. How could you have not been an ego in this situation and seen it from your partner's perspective, right? Because sometimes when we fight, mm. we fight to be right, right? So do a check on yourself. Ask yourself why. Okay, why did I do that? Get really real. You don't have to get real with anybody else. But if you get real with yourself, it might change the way you react the next time. Yeah, I like that. I like the way you say that too. Check your ego. It's almost like a very good title for a book or yeah, a, a course. Ego, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe should come up with one of those. Another one. Yeah, <laughs> Another one. We all need to be reminded of how to do that. Yes. <laughs> so I love the beautiful products you have too. That's all Thank available you. on your website. And then the courses, of course. Yes. How to meet your spirit guides. That's yep. one. And then you have level two mastering mediumship leadership. masterclass and then yep. level one psychic mediumship development. Yes. Thank you so much, Tracy, for doing what you do. This commitment to Thank healing, you. to bridging actual healing and spirituality because they go hand in hand. We yes, know that. Mm-hmm. So I, I really appreciate what you do. And Thank I love you. how fun you are too. Thank you. <laughs> You're a lot of fun. <laughs> and in a moment, playful. <laughs> 
Thank you. So you have refreshing. to be. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it helps. It, it does helps. help. It helps. Yeah. So let's see. We're almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you. But before I ask them, would you like to add anything else that you left unsaid or read a passage in your book? Oh, yeah. So there's one passage that I have in my book that I just love to tell people. It's just on growing, right? Um, let me find it. Hold on one second. Yeah. I just love everything about this. Um, so I have this. A really difficult lesson on this journey of mine has been acknowledging that I am not in control of this process. The spirit world has its own agenda. I am merely the vessel by which to deliver the message. This was a very hard lesson for me to get, one that almost caused me to give up on my journey. But thankfully, spirit pushed me to see it through, and I am so grateful I did. So again, we talked about surrendering and it's just letting go, right? Letting go of fear. Fear is our number one block. And I like to tell that to a lot of people, like fear is what keeps us from doing the next thing or the next best thing. Like if I was so afraid of the nose, I would have never had my first couple of mediumship sessions. I would have never felt what it felt like to have a great, great session with someone and really feel the connection to them healing. So if I could tell anybody is, Anytime you're fearful of anything, that's your message to push forward and try it and push through the fear and you'll be amazed what happens on the other end of it. What do you love most about being in the human body? Oh my God, the ability to love. Isn't that the most beautiful feeling ever? I could be in love every day. Like I love <laughs> I love to love and yeah. I love those good feelings. And, and I think... That's why we're here, right? We're here just to be able to love unconditionally and to learn what love is. And I think that's my favorite part about being in the body and being able to eat food. Because I know <laughs> I have a lot of spirit <laughs> who <too>. comes through <laughs> and says they misses the food. So there you go. That's all about being human. <laughs> love, love and food. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? That's uh, interesting the way you talk about love. So in a way, that's something that we just come here to express love yes, because love. we are love in a way. So in we the spiritual are. world, there's no need for that expression. Yeah. But here... Yeah, I love the reminder of that too, Tracy. Too. Thank you. Thank you for having me on too. It's been a beautiful experience. Thank you. And my last question will be this one. What is another word for healing? Oh, wow. Oh, that's a great question. What is another word for healing? And it just keeps coming to mind, leveling up. And I know that's two words, but they go hand in like when you heal. Oh, oh, I just, I, this is another book of mine on the other side of healing because I just can't express it enough how much healing can change your life. And it will literally level you up in life, right? Because you're no longer a victim to life's circumstance. And when you can understand that and know that and level up to the next piece of your soul's existence and what Oh, what's that word? What we can be, right? Our, oh, I've lost said, I'm lost at of words right now. But when we can level up and be that next level of what our human body and our mind is capable of, it's, it's amazing. So that's what I would say. When you heal, you level up. 
Ah, another infinite yes to that. Yes. <laughs> Healing and evolution of the spirit. Thank you so much, Trace, again. You're welcome. You're welcome. For trusting so life. Yes. <laughs> and before we say goodbye for today, where can we find more information about you, your books, products, services, and future projects? Yeah, so I am have a website. It's called theredcouchmedium.com. And I am on Instagram, Facebook. You can learn a lot about me and my personality. I'm on TikTok under The Red Couch Medium. So basically Google me, Red Couch Medium, and you'll find me anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I'll have your book link and Perfect. the website as well on your podcast profile. Thank you again, Tracy. And we'll Thank talk you so soon. much. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Tracy Escobar and her work, please visit theredcouchmedium.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.